Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I am Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome again. It's a new year, time for new beginnings. Again, this is the year I believe it's been prophesied. This is the year of arrival, the year of restoration, restitution, recompense. So for all of those who've been going through it this last few years, it is time to recover all. So that's the mindset. And with that said, we want to encourage people. What we want to encourage people this year? What did you tell your congregation again? This believe God. Believe God. It's really that's that simple. That's got to be your number one resolution. Believe, believe God. God. Not so, believe in God because we don't want to confuse people because even the demons believe in God and tremble. We want no, his we're people. not talking about believe in God. I'm talking about believe God. So when God says something, you do it. You got your trust. You got your confidence in him. Right. Because the scripture says in 1 John... This is the confidence that we have in him. If we ask anything according to his will or his word, he hears us. And because we know that he hears us, we have the petitions of those things we desire. I believe that's 1 John 5, 14. So, so God said, I want you to have confidence in me. That's what it means to believe God. Lord, I trust you. That's why I love Proverbs 3, 5. It starts off with trust in the Lord with all your heart. Notice it didn't say with some of your heart. And that's where a lot of us are. We want to trust the Lord. Lord, I trust you with this, but oh, no, that might be too much for you, Lord. Can't give you all that. I'm going to give you, you know, he say I want 100. I'm going to give you 30%, Lord. No, he said trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, don't lean to your own understanding. That's the next verse. Your own understanding is that unrenewed mind. That stuff you don't understand, but, but God has those deep things. He, wanna, he knows all. So he said don't lean to that. Just, just if I said it, if I revealed it to you in my word, if you got a prophetic word, he said, don't lean to your understanding. Just trust in that and, and then just keep acknowledging me. And this is how you acknowledge the Lord. Lord, I thank you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You know, you, you're saying what he said. You're calling things that be not as though they were. You're, you're speaking in line with, with kingdom language. You're, you're, you're speaking in line with the word of God. You're acknowledging him. When I say all my needs are met according to his riches and glory, when I declare that, I'm speaking in line with his will and his word because he said it. Amen. I'm just agreeing with it and saying, yeah, I received that. So that's what he says, acknowledge him. Or if you're going to make a decision, go into prayer. He just said, I want you guys, God wants us to communicate with him. And that's what prayer is, petition in heaven on our behalf. And God says, I'd like to hear from you. He said, you can come boldly to the throne of grace in a time of need. He said, come talk to your daddy. A lot of us think we can't come talk to God because he's too busy. He got other things to do. Well, and, and our issue it don't concern him. Well, then there's a lot of people that go to everybody but God. They'll right. go ask their Right, parents. they'll go to everybody. They'll go ask their friends. <laughs> they'll go ask somebody else at work. They'll ask somebody. And then pretty soon when they got about 15 different opinions of what they ought to do and they're thoroughly confused, or else they can't get any advice they like, then they think to themselves, well, maybe I ought to ask God. I tell people all the time, you go to God first. 
Go to God in prayer first. Seek ye first. Don't, what do you think that means? Don't seek ye everybody else. And then if, as a last desperate measure, seek God. Seek him first. And we got people, Christians, that do that. They'll, oh, they'll oh, go every seek everything and everybody else first. And they'll use God as that spare tire, as a last resort. Well, how many people Break have glass. you ever talked to or you ever known? They were having trouble with their wife. They were having trouble with their husband. Then they went and asked every one of their friends, what should they do? You know, this is what that miserable bum's doing. What should I do? And they hear from them all, oh, you ought to kick him to the curb. You ought to do this. They you get a lot of that. ungodly advice. Right. And Counsel. never once did they go and ask God what they should do or ask God. Or, or a man or woman eyes. of God who right. has a successful That's marriage. That's what I mean. Yeah, God uses people still. You can go and get, the Bible says, godly counsel from a man or woman of God who already has a successful I marriage. I think I might have used the example once before. <laughs> when I first got out of college, I, I taught golf lessons. And so I would give golf lessons to people. And then like I'd see them the next week and they'd be doing something other than what we talked about. And I'd ask them why. And they'd say, well, I was golfing with Fred last week and he said I ought to do this. And I'd say, Fred's never broken 100 in his life. Why do you want to listen to Fred? And yet, how many people ask their friends for advice? Their friends' life's a mess, you know? But yet, then they go ask them for advice. And it's like, why would I want to ask advice of somebody who's a mess, who doesn't have any clue about what's going on, instead of asking God, or as like you said, some, some godly person that might be able to give them some advice. But it is so easy for people to want to just go hither and yon, looking for advice, looking for wisdom, when the Bible clearly says that if you seek, if you need wisdom, ask God. I like what Paula White says. She says, don't go and get counsel or advice from anybody whose life is tore up worse than yours. <laughs> <laughs> or as bad as yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's like get... asking somebody who's, who can't play golf any better than you right. for advice on how to do it. Right. Here they are. They're paying. You were charging for those instructions, right? Oh, yeah. So you were considered a golf pro. Oh, yeah. And now, so they're, they're paying for instructions from a pro, but they go over to this guy who would never hit 100, you said. <laughs> yeah, never broke down. <laughs> yeah, never broke down. the saying in the business is he, never, he couldn't break an egg, right? <laughs> so they go take his advice over what they paid for. They spent good money to have one-on-one -on -one coaching but and then you say they came back and they're doing it another way. Hey. But it's the same thing with anything. with Christians. Yeah, you know, we got it out of God's word how to do right. things. Seek ye first. I mean, if you if you're having financial trouble, don't go ask somebody who's got financial trouble just as bad as yours. Yeah, how am that, I gonna get out of no debt? <laughs> how can I get out of debt? They like you know I can all I can show is how to get in debt. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm good at that. <laughs> but yeah, so back to seek ye first. You have to. Uh, and, and again, I want to encourage uh, you know believers, Christians, as they go through this new year. Immerse yourself. Be a student of the scriptures. And again, that's how you want, you'll be wise. The scripture says in uh, 2 Timothy 3, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man or woman of God may be thoroughly complete for every good work. But previous to, the, to that, it says, the Holy Scriptures are able to make one wise for salvation. God's word will make one wise. Act Solomon. <laughs> right. Well, see, that's what the Bible says. If you seek, if you need wisdom, seek it. Ask yeah, God. And, and, he and, gives us. Wisdom. And here's the the, the 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 awesome thing about God's word: when it's planted in a or received in a good ground heart, in the good ground of your heart, it'll start speaking to you. 
That's why Hebrews 4.12 said the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two sword, uh, piercing and, and dividing the joints of marrow and, and is a, a discerner of thoughts and intents and there's no creature hidden from his sight. His word, that's why the scripture say in the beginning was the word. His word will actually come alive in you and start speaking to that new recreated spirit that lives in you that you got when you got born again. It'll show you stuff. When I'm studying the scriptures, man, Stuff is just popping out of me. God's showing me stuff. First of all, I pray before I study and ask God for understanding. But as I meditate on it, he just starts speaking to you. That's why his word is its not a dead word. It's a living word. And in 1 Peter says, we've been born again, not by corruptible seed, but by the incorruptible seed of the word of God. This word, I'm serious. That's why Christi, I don't see Christianity as a religion because this thing comes alive. As I say, this is my manual. This is my handbook. See, this, and you get something different out of it every time. You greater get, revelation. You know, That's and, what you're going to get. Right, but I mean, you get something every time you read it. I, I was telling somebody just the other day, you know, I'll talk to somebody and they'll say, well, I read the Bible once. And when I, what I, I try to keep from going, woo, you read it once. I don't care if you read it a hundred times. People say, well, I've read the book of Luke 20 times. You know what? If you read it 21, you're going to get stuff out of it. You didn't get the first 20. Right. You, if you read it 100, you can read it 101. And you're going to get stuff that you didn't get the first 100. Well, this is what I found out, Richard, because the word of God is forever giving birth to new facets right. of revelation. See, and you can read a verse 100 times, and on the first time, all of a sudden, it just goes off. It's forever Man, giving wow. birth to there new facets go. of revelation. It, it's called seed. And this one thing I know about seed. Seed is designed to grow and produce. In Luke, I believe 8, 12, it says the word of God is seed. Well, seed don't just stay seed, especially when you plant it. When you plant it and you nurture it and take care of it, it's going to start growing. That's what the word of God does. It grows up inside of you and gives you great, greater revelation. And now you got greater wisdom. That's what Solomon was getting. Remember, he asked God when he was anointed king, he could ask for anything. He said, Lord, I, I want wisdom. That's why he said wisdom is the principal thing and all you're getting, get understanding. Well, you're going to get it from the word of God because the scripture says in Colossians in God and Jesus are hidden all the mysteries of wisdom and knowledge. God knows everything. He knows what the next big tech thing going to be and, and he wants to reveal it to his people. Well, he knows what the next big issue is going to be, too. Oh, yeah, you know, he, well, he knows. He's, all, this, you know, well, he's we were, all knowing. We were talking earlier, you know, about <laughs> the fact there's going to be things happening in 2015. God already, God already knows. knows. He, he, he won't be taken by surprise. Yeah, will, he oh, oh man, wow. I never saw that coming. I never seen that coming. My crystal ball must not be working. Yeah. No, he's all knowing. And again, he'll give you witty ideals. And again, this broadcast is Faith on Fire. We want to have your faith to believe that God wants to bless you, that you may be a blessing. God wants to get his kingdom advanced, and it's going to cost money to do that. So he wants to bless you in your business, in your finances. He wants to give you creativity, creative wisdom to come up with that new ideal, that new solution to a problem. You know, I look at these cell phones nowadays. Man, I remember the first cell phone, they called it analog. All you can do is call. Now, they got a new phone I've seen now. It's a hologram on your wrist. You seen it, Richard? It's a hologram, and you just punch. I'm like, I don't want. To. <laughs> oh, that's too much, like six, six, six to me, man. But but people are getting this wisdom to create new inventions. And here's the thing: God wants to give His people the wisdom because He already knows all about this. He says that He says it's a scripture that says the the people of the world know how to work their system. 
but God's people haven't learned how to work the kingdom of God system that he tells us, instructs us to seek first and all things will be added to us. I think some of those things is wisdom and knowledge, creativity, wisdom to get wealth, technology, uh, wisdom to solve Ebola <laughs> and all those other things. I believe God has the solution and the answers to that. He just wants us to come after him and fellowship and commune with him and he'll reveal because the scripture says in Corinthians, he through his spirit reveals the deep things to us. God knows the answer to everything. He ain't see now. He has the answer and a solution for everything. And as we go into this new year, my faith is, uh, I'm, I'm up in the ante on my faith. I want God to just download stuff to me, man, because I know he wants to use me. And he says in Timothy, he said, cleanse yourself from all this, being a, a vessel of dishonor, and God will use you as a vessel of honor. He wants to do that. All throughout the Bible, we know those. We just talked about it the other day on the show. God takes the foolish things to confound the wise. He'll use somebody that you like, Richard. He, yeah, yeah, that's what God will use. Well, well, you know, Richard's the new, newest billionaire. She go, yeah, Richard, yeah, God created, yeah, He gave me the wisdom to do this. And, and like they say, David, the one tending the sheep, yeah, he's the new king. Well, Gideon. <laughs> Uh, Gideon? Gideon calls Come on. Gideon, you know, God calls Gideon to be a judge. I was looking at Judges chapter six when he's talking to Gideon. Gideon's out. He's hiding in a wine press uh -huh. to hide the fact he's threshing grain from the Midianites because the Midianites are just ravaging Israel. Mm -hmm. And so they're taking all they can get. So he's hiding in this wine press trying to thresh out enough grain for them to make it through life. And God calls him a mighty man of valor. And the angel comes to him and looks at him and he goes, yeah, hey, mighty warrior, and and I always get the impression that that Gideon starts looking around. Uh, like, who, 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 who are you talking to, Willis? <laughs> and and you you know that he thinks that because he says to him, "My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the weakest in my clan. Hey, hey, he, I, I'm a nobody. I, I'm nothing. I'm a nobody and a bunch of nobody." He said, "Okay, you're you're, you're a prime uh, prospect for the Lord. Right. You're the one he you're wants. A mighty warrior. You're right, right. And then." What is it? 120,000, 130,000 and, and And they get together 10,000 Israelites, and God says, you know what, Gideon, you got too many. He now, I, I, I don't know a whole lot about battlefield tactics, but I know that if my side has 10,000 and their side's got 130,000, my side doesn't have too many, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so God says, you got to winnow them down. So they winnow them down again, and then God says, you know what, you got too many yet. Finally ends up with 300, and God says, that's exactly the right number. I think God kept on saying, you got too many for me. Right. Because here's the deal. Us and God, just me and God, we're a majority. Right. That's what he was saying. You don't need, with God, all things are and possible. so he finally gets down to 300 guys. God says, that's the right number. We got okay. a perfect number right there, 300. Oh, that's, that's the number it. for the year, 300. And so, <laughs> and God uses those guys and Gideon to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. But it wasn't Gideon and those 300 guys. It was God. You go back to the Israelites as they leave Egypt. They're going to go into the promised land. What does God promise them? I'm going to give you this land. He had promised Abraham, I'm going to give this land to your offspring. Now it's time for this to actually come to fruition. And they got to come up against the Malachites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the it was every Hitler, all the ites. And so... God has said, I will give you the land. So what happens when they get there? They send out the spies and they go, we can't take the land. And you know what? I, I always say this. They were right. They couldn't take the land. 
But that wasn't the promise. God didn't say, hey, I'm going to take you up to the edge of land, then you got to take it. Now, now here's another God says, I'm going to give you the land. And here's another revelation, and, and you just referenced it. You said, they said, we can't do it. Deaf and life they is, said it, they couldn't do right, it. Right, deaf and life is still in the power of the tongue. They were hung by the tongue. They let it come out of their mouth, something that God didn't say. God didn't never tell them to go back and say that. He told them, just go look at it and, and, and see, ain't. Isn't that what I said it is? And then you come back and just report that part, that it's a land that flowed with milk and honey. And they came and said that part. They say, but. But. But those, but. but get rid of those. But big. Them boys is big, man. We like and we saw the Amalekites. We saw the Hittites. We saw the Jebusites. We saw all those sites over there. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. In their eyes. They told the whole congregation that. Oh, yeah. And you got preachers. Ten out of the 12, you anyway. got You got preachers today. Ten of them out of twelve is telling the congregation that we can't do it. Faith comes by hearing. Scripture says, "How can they believe unless they hear? How can they hear without a preacher?" So then, faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. The preacher, the leadership has to give the good report. Don't go give the bad. Don't go give the butts. Just go give the good report. We can do it. Let's go. Let's go. Joshua and Caleb said, "Remember, Joshua and Caleb had to steal the people. Steal the people. Like, whoa, 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 y'all, y'all, calm down, because then." The other 10 had riled up everybody else to try to stone Joshua and Caleb for saying, whoa, 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 for trying to steal the people. Saying, no, no, if God delights in us, we can go do this. God told us, let's go. See, and, and this goes back to what we were talking about in the show yesterday and the beginning of this one. I'm going to believe God. So in their own minds, in their own thinking, they couldn't do it. So now they got a choice. They can believe their own mind, their own thinking, or they can believe God because God said, I'm going to give you the land. So at the moment of choice, they chose to believe their own thinking uh -huh. rather than the word of God. This happens every day in the life of believers where we have a choice to believe what we want to believe or we're going to believe God. I believe that's what the scripture means in Romans 12. That's why he's, he's telling us, he say, I beseech you by the mercies of God that you present yourself to God holy and and accept with God. And then don't be conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because as a man thinketh, so is he. If you think you're a grasshopper, guess what? You're right. If you think you're the victor, guess what? You're right. If you think you're the victim, guess what? You're right. Because you're going to always move in the direction of your most positive thoughts. Because thoughts are things. So he's saying, I want you to get in this word. And, and think like this, because here's my thoughts. My thoughts is in this book. This is what my will is in my word. Get in here and get plant that, plant that seed in your spirit, in your good heart, and, and start thinking like that. Remember, he told Joshua, he gave to Joshua the key to success in Joshua 1.8, on their way over there. He said, Joshua, pause for a minute. This book of the law, which refers to the word of God, he said, don't let it depart from you, but you need to meditate in it daily and nightly and observe to do all that's written in there. And then you, Joshua, will make your way prosperous. And then you, Joshua, will have good success. Joshua said, all right, I got it. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to ponder. I'm going to think about what you said. Remember, he kept on telling Joshua, be strong and of good courage. He told Joshua that about 10 times. Be strong and of good courage. Because I'm going with you, Joshua. You, you need, Just be strong. Just keep walking. <laughs> I'm going with you. Because remember... God always said the battle ain't yours. It's mine. Well, see, and it's the same way when you come to the battle of Jericho. 
The walls are too big. The walls are too they thick. They haven't the chariot races on the fire on the walls. They that, they that thick. They and have chariot so races. There's no way they can take it. There's no way that they can take this city. But Joshua says, I'm going to believe God. God said, march around there and blow some trumpets. Now, that doesn't make a lot of sense. But he says, I'm going to believe what God told me to do. And they went and they did it. Okay, here's some more revelation on that. He told them for a certain amount of days to march around there. Oh, and the and first then, day nothing happened. But but one day, he what, what didn't one day he tell them just be quiet, don't say nothing? Well, they, they march around, and then on the seventh day, then they're to blow the trumpets. But was it one day they wasn't supposed to say anything? But was it just blow the trumpets, don't say anything, but blow right, the trumpets? The... Well, well, that's probably why he said don't say nothing, because he knew they were going to talk their stuff. <laughs> don't say nothing. Yeah, but here's the thing, Yeah, too, just blow the horn. They, they march around the first day, and nothing happens. A lot the of walls people, aren't cracked. Hey, hey, you know, some people probably fell off, too. I'm going back. But, I mean, the walls aren't cracked. They do it the second day. The walls aren't cracked. There's no noticeable change. There, it's the last day when the walls come down. So often, God calls us to do something, and we don't see results right away. I think we talked about this yesterday. We, we live in a microwave society where we want everything now. God calls us to do something. We don't see any work. We don't see any progress. We don't see any change the first day. So we quit. We give up. They kept going and doing what God told them to do, even though from day to day you couldn't see any change. You couldn't see any results, but they still believed God. And as you were saying that, I was thinking about, you kept on saying, they didn't see anything. They didn't see any evidence. This is what I learned. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith is the evidence of things not seen, not seen they don't got to see nothing but we're gonna keep believing you lord right. i don't see nothing right now but i'm gonna keep believing you and i'm gonna keep doing what you said we're gonna right. get up tomorrow march again let's do it i don't see nothing you know somebody probably said man this don't make no sense we just going around this wall and hooping and hollering ain't nothing happened joshua i i'm gonna meditate on the word of god i'm gonna do what he said and I, oh, let's do it again Remember, though we don't look at the things which are seen, but the things which are unseen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are unseen, God's word is eternal. We're in the eternal now because we're born again. We're children of God. So that's where things happen for us. We can operate in the spirit realm now. And it ain't got to happen right now. I believe, believe it's happening. Like now, our... Voices are going out on the airwaves. I, I don't see no waves coming out of the studio here, but I, we're talking, so we believe it's happening. Right, we have faith. Yeah, we have, yeah, we, we have faith in this equipment that is happening because we're in here doing a broadcast. You know, we don't literally see waves going around, but we believe uh, that the manager set everything up for us to come in here and do what we're doing. You know, and that's what you got to do when it comes to God's will and God's word. You got to go ahead and act on it, even though... You don't have any manifestation of it right now. See, and then this is everyday real life stuff. Mm -hmm. So you're having problems with a coworker, and God says how to deal with that coworker and to pray for him. And the first day you don't notice any difference. So you say, well, that's not working. That's not helping. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do something else. No, you keep believing God. You're having a problem with your husband or wife, with your spouse. And you say, and, and God says, to the wife to submit. It says to the man, he says to, to treat her as Christ treated the church. And he said, well, it didn't help. I, I, there's no difference today, so I'm not. that's a bad idea. I'm going to do something else. No, you keep doing it. 
And it doesn't matter if you don't see results the first day or the second day or the third day. You keep believing. Well, it's just God. like if you if you went and bought some seeds for watermelons, apples, fedongas, whatever they call fedongas, and you plant them, you ain't gonna see nothing no fedongas the next day. First day right. You ain't gonna see them the probably the first month. And, and but you don't stop the, watering. You know the, the cherry tree I have in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. We talked about more. Than one. It was like three years. There Third you go. Year, I got like two cherries. Right. <laughs> you and you probably kept putting water on the thing. But yeah. still. The first year I didn't get any cherries. I didn't say, oh, man, dig that thing up. It's not going to work. Uh, they sold me some whack cherry seeds. No, you kept doing what you needed to do in the natural by taking care of it and, and not pulling it up. And then God does what he does with the seed. He makes the seed grow. I was just thinking as you were speaking about a woman when she's pregnant. We say when a woman's pregnant. We say, or she said, I'm expecting. Well, the seed's been planted, and now she's expecting. So what is she doing in the meantime while she's, she's getting the baby room together? She's doing the, the prenatal stuff, going to see the doctor. You ain't got no baby. Well, well I'm, I'm expecting one. Right. I'm so I'm preparing. Right. I'm preparing for what I'm expecting. So that's what you got to keep doing. You got to study to show yourself approved. You're preparing. I'm reminded of Jesus told the story about the virgins with the oil. Remember, a couple of them, was it one of them or a couple of them wasn't prepared. And when the master came, they came up short and they were trying to get some oil from the other one. She said, no, I got to go get your own. I prepared. I was expecting him to come. I know, yeah, it was a little long, but I still was prepared. And that's what you got to be when it comes, because those trials and tribulations and persecutions of life are going to come. You better be grounded and rooted in the word. You better know how to use the armor that he's made available to you at salvation. You better know how to put it on and know how to use it. Because if not, the scripture said when your evil day come, it's coming. He didn't say if it come. He said when it comes. So it's coming. So we got to prepare. And that's how we prepare is by fellowshipping and communing with God through his word. His Holy Spirit lives in us. And we just got to believe what he said. Well, that's why we put on the armor of God. So that when the day comes. Yeah, because he said you're going to have trials and tribulations. Come. Yeah. He doesn't say so if the day comes. He says when the day and it's coming and jesus said if they persecuted me they're gonna persecute you if they hated me they're gonna hate you now he tells you that he gives you a warning an alert in his word so you need to prepare for that that's what i tell everybody you know my wife and i we went through a situation last couple years but we were prepared we were grounded and rooted and continue to be grounded rooted in the word and now we're coming out with plenty we're out of time, but we're definitely not out of faith. And we want to remind you again, as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. And we want to thank you for faithfully, financially supporting this broadcast. So keep the, the financial support coming in. And remember, you are helping to make it happen. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.